Welcome to Life Science Marketing Radio, the podcast where marketing leaders inside and outside the sciences share their creative ideas and practical approaches to increasing your marketing ROI. Here's your host, Chris Connor. Stuart Warrington is the CEO of Envoke, and we're talking about virtual demos today and his vision for the industry and the planet. Stuart, welcome to LSMR. Hi, how you doing? Thanks, Chris. Vision for the planet is, you know, bold. Bold. <laughs> yeah. We should all have a vision for the planet. We should, Absolutely. we should. It's how, those, are, those of us who can act on it and those of us who can't, but there's a lot of visions, right? Right. And before we start, I'm going to shout out Owen Swift for putting me in touch with the folks in the booth at Invoke. I missed you, but I talked to some of your team at ADLM, yep. the conference formerly known as AACC. So let's talk about um, a little bit your background, how gaming and animation combine with storytelling Yeah, to save the planet and drive your business. Yeah. Oh, in my background, I, came as, I started as a filmmaker like 20 years ago and uh, hit that cusp of film going to digital and film exploding and everybody wanted videos, like everybody, so all anybody wanted was a video and... You know, back in the day, people would make a video and it would live for 10 years. You know, you'd have your corporate video and you'd just change the date at the end of it all the time. <laughs> and I lived in a world that meant that you could do, you know, one a year and then you'd do two a year. And by the end of it, you're doing hundreds of videos and videos became the most ubiquitous way of communicating. And the the merging of a of a, another even more infant industry of gaming went completely in line with what we were doing gaming became about telling stories to engage people properly so um my background sort of bled into that because we do a lot of videos for companies you know we work for a lot of life tech companies you know we work for um yeah we used to work for life tech and then for thermo and biorad and we made videos for all these people and then they started saying things like we need to engage people further is there any other way to engage people further in a video i was like have you heard have you thought about making a video game and the whole thing just started to bleed into each other. And we started making games from that as well. Wow. So tell us, um, for just to get context of what you're doing now, mm-hmm. uh, tell us about Invoke and your platform. Yes, yeah, so Invoke is a virtual demo platform. right? So it takes, it creates virtual versions of your products. Right? So we take your CAD files and we put them into our system and we build what are called story blocks and story blocks are features of your products and you use those story blocks in a library to craft a storyline and then you always have access to your product wherever you are in whatever situation that you need so once you come to invoke we invoke your file as we call it and it means that your product can live on your website it can live at any event that you go to and it can also live in a classroom environment where you can invite people into a demo and you can all mess around with the product. So we created a platform based on the foundation that products should be accessible and people should always have access to them because that's the way you sell a product, train for a product and maintain a product. Yeah, so that's a vision of whether or not you're carrying around, shipping around a giant mm-hmm. container. Yeah, um, that was the problem that we were to solve, right? That was really like literally the problem that somebody came to us about was it costs a lot of money to ship products and 
it originally this so this was pre-covid somebody came to us and said it costs so much money to ship a product and we are doing it on underqualified leads you know we're committing to sending something out to somebody so you're sending the product you're sending the person and you're committing the time and they said we're not qualifying these leads better is there a step that we can put in in between and i said a video game could solve all of this and the customer was like we don't want to make video games i was like i'll make you a virtual demo platform and they were like we want that and i was like it's the same thing but it doesn't matter <laughs> it's, the way, right? it's the way you dress these things up right that's really important so the virtual demo platform became birthed out of that and it was that uh, this industry does spend a lot of money on the way it knows to sell and the way it knows to sell is to ship the products and the people and we just put something before that and it's grown out of that now into a platform that means you can take your product to every single event that you go to whether it's a small regional or it's a big like aabb type event like it doesn't matter you can have this consistent story of your product at every event Right. It just occurred to me um, about the story blocks and having that story, not only as a money saver and accessibility and qualifying leads, but really um, a, a real help to salespeople now who have the tools at their hand to tell a story and, yeah. and maybe have you know their stories already packaged up for different kinds of customers mm -hmm. so that um they're not making it up on the fly or pulling together you know a couple pictures from here a deck from there yeah it's people need to tell their own story right and sales and training and all that is about that it's like how can i communicate the message of what this thing does in the most accurate possible way and you need to give people freedom to craft that story and that's why we do the things the way we do them we make this story block library and it's loads of little clips and in each clip tells its own individual message and then your your user your sales rep your 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 engineer your trainer can take from that library and craft this story it might be about a really specific bit of qpcr on the qpcr devices in the platform and you know your customer only really cares about that so we give you the opportunity to just pull those bits in and tell a story that is about your product with your product rather than PowerPoint presentations and brochures and videos and things like that. It just takes that to a, a slightly higher level and it also then starts saving you loads of money on shipping, right? Right. And it's another level beyond a product video, you know, mm -hmm. with blow-up instruments and, you know, based on the same yeah. CAD files and so on yeah. to show how it works. Now you get to actually narrate and show exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, so, like, I came from video, so I can't, I'll never, like, slag it off because it's yeah, got yeah. a use, right? It's got a place. Yeah, and it definitely good, has. yeah. Yeah, and it's, we're not here to, there's lots of things we're not here to replace. And we're not here to replace live demonstrations. Someone buys something off people we're there to to help reduce the cost at the start of the narrative at the start of the funnel. But the back end of it, what Invoke does now is it's got this focus on post sales. It has a training and maintenance package that it does, which means that you can sell to your customer the training package. And it's like, this is, before you let anybody go anywhere near the equipment, 
let them play with it on a virtual environment. It's exactly the same thing or the same concept that pilots do, right? You'd get on a plane because the pilot has spent thousands of hours in a simulator and you go, that pilot knows what they're doing because we've thrown all these situations at them in a simulator and they've, they've landed the plane. So they can fly a plane. And it's the same with products. Like, if you want to show people how to use something, you have to let them play with it and break it. And to break it in a virtual space means that they can learn and mean that that's not going to happen when you get into a lab. So Invoke has been built for this pre-sales and this post-sales environment, which is give people access to it in a virtual way and they'll be better engaged, they'll understand it more and they'll be able to maintain their instruments more as well. Nice. All right, so anybody who's listened to this podcast for a while knows I have a love-hate relationship with events because of their cost and mm -hmm. enormous volumes of waste aside from the shipping, just, you know, who need, we don't need more lanyards. I've been thinking I this like, week, like you say that, but when I first got my first lanyard, I was like, oh, I've made it. I'm an actual, <laughs> I'm, an actual, I'm an actual adult now. I've got a lanyard at an event. Right. When I got to 40 lanyards, I was like, I don't need any more lanyards. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're yeah. like, it, uh, you walk around an office space and all you know someone has all their lanyards hanging on their cubicle like yeah. a trophy display like oh yeah. i've been to all those shows but it doesn't mean you've done any just going to the show doesn't mean you've done anything sometimes as well right 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 yeah. and you know and the people that didn't bring those lanyards home left them in the hotel trash so well it's just straight into baby turtles mouths in the ocean right you don't need this much plastic flying around you are right there's a lot of waste in events so how do, what's your vision for the trade show experience without instrumentation on the floor? Because that, I mean, yeah. I'm trying to imagine just walking down a row of mm -hmm. curtains and screens. Yeah, but it's got to be something more. It is something more than that. Look, there's a there's an element of events that will always require some theatre, and you will always want certain events to make the biggest possible show. And you are take your best looking, most impressive device. And unveil it at an event there is a place for those things but there's a really narrow look at what you can achieve at an event when what we're offering is you to have the ability to take your entire offering to every event and one thing we noticed was that i took this picture at aacc or alm whatever it's called now the aacc event right at the back of the exhibition hall the day before like the event closed and it is just like these towering sea of boxes and i just looked at it and my colleague said that's your competition right there and i took a picture of it and put it on linkedin so i was like this is expensive right this yeah. is it feels bananas but like i said there's always a need to have a bit of theater there and if your competitor is showing off their equipment you're going to want to maximize your space as well and show off your equipment as well. So there's always going to be a place for it. But my vision for it is that you have the ability to call on your other products in the in the in your uh, your portfolio, right? You don't just have here is the shiny new box, and you therefore can treat every event with the same level of quality. Like I got told by one customer, well, those events don't matter because they're regional events. And I said, I was like, they obviously do matter because you go to them. So if you've got the possibility of generating a lead, they should have access to the products there. And that's what we're trying to do. So I don't think you're ever going to see a sea of screens. You'll see 
like you'd always do a sea of tech you always see people going like here's a vr version i'm like that's to me is slightly bananas at events that people use vr because you have to show somebody how to use a vr headset and then show them how to use your app that you made in it and i'm like that doesn't really work for me too much i see the future of it being that when you go to these events as a person visiting them you get a lot more from it you get here is biotech company a and when i was there i saw every type of products that i could possibly want from them not just the big ones that they've spent the money to ship to it and conversations then come out of that they formulate out of this might not be the right machine for you and instead of going i'll send you an email after this with the right one um you can just pull it up straight there on your phone or your ipad or whatever and they can say oh this is the benefit of this machine to the other one so it's having like i said at the start it's about having access to your to your library of stuff yeah so that you solve the problem the problem is the problem that the industry faces and we talked about this when we pre-tied it was like what is the problem we're trying to solve it costs an obscene amount of money to ship these things and it's incredibly wasteful and every single company we work with has sustainability and efficiency right at the top you know they have these sustainability mottos and it's like if we're going to do that let's take what is effectively the cost of shipping one instrument to one event and invoke it so we know we've got it for every single event we ever go to again so uh, that's my rambly answer to that that's my vision yeah. is that yeah access people accessing your products is what people will do right and so along with that a better experience for people at those regional events mm-hmm. where you might not have shipped an instrument or yeah. as you said at the beginning shipped an instrument where the leads weren't that qualified to be in that's the because you do the we try and take a customer through that step through that process and the we know that the customer responds to it right we've had customers sell products directly through the platform and it's more trying to help our our customer the middle person the biotech company help them see that there is a better way than throwing money at the solution there is a better way of going let's be consistent so that when a customer lands on the website they see our products in the best possible light and then when they're at an event they can see all of the products in the best possible light and it feels consistent and then when they purchase the product they have a consistent feel they've got that virtual training and then when the problem goes wrong with the machine they've got that virtual maintenance and they've got consistency to it and it keeps on rolling rather than shoe like horning trying to pick different ideas to solve a problem where ultimately like the problem is accessibility to your products so let's solve that and then you can still do your big events and spend your money on it but always have this in your back pocket that the whole industry supportive in a consistent way yeah i like that um the theme of consistency across the user experience mm-hmm. too from marketing and sales and training and service yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of, is it fair to say, like, the Apple ID, ideal. Like, if yeah. you buy an Apple product, no matter what it is, you know how, how to yeah. use it. You're going to live in that ecosystem, right? So right. we work with uh, quite a few companies who are trying to go down that path, right? They've done videos in different styles. They've done videos for training. Then sometimes they do PDFs for training. And then other times this. And I'm like... The point of the platform is you can generate all that stuff from it. So if you need images from it or videos from it, you can get all that stuff. 
the story block library, the way it works, is it is a, just a huge repository of information that people pull from as and when they need it. But your end user can do that as well. So your person who's sat in the lab, who's having a problem with the device at that point, they can go onto it's on your website and invokes built into it and they can say i'm having problem error code 779 and instead of it giving them a 15 minute video to watch it shows them on the virtual version this is the problem with the machine this is where you need to clean it or this is how the operating system works this is how you need to change it so the the lab technician the person who really matters i'm not a lab technician the person who works in the lab who needs as much machine uptime as possible so they can do as many experiments as they can has a clearly defined path that they've done all their training on it so when they've got problems they also know how to fix them through invoke and so you don't like you go from one machine and it's like the training's like this it's a bunch of videos you go to another machine it's like oh it's just an old book that they shipped us with it right? <laughs> and you can't find the right page and like having a virtual version of your product our vision is that that's standard when you make a product have a virtual version of it because there is a goal of where you actually need it, but the truth is as well, you never know when you're going to need it. You never know when your customer at the end is going to need to reach for it. We had a really interesting conversation with a customer based in Africa, and they said the company's goal is to grow, is to grow globally. And part of that vision is how do we grow in Africa? And they said, the guy we were talking to said, we can't get any access to products. Like, the, the mission is support and grow in Africa and we literally can't get the products. So how do we sell it to a customer when we have to fly, you know, Africa's a big place, right? You have to fly a long way. <laughs> it's a long um, ways away and it's big, yeah. Yeah, right, and then you go like, so how are we gonna consistently give a, a story about our products when every sales rep's pulling every string and spinning every plate they possibly can do to get the sale, to get the person straight on like, make a virtual version of your product when you start and enable the world to be able to use the, the product, right? That's what you're doing. You're just enabling people to have access to the product. No matter if they're in a, a village in Africa that has one biotech office or you're in Carlsbad and they've got many biotech offices, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right, let's talk about um, the path to adoption for doing this kind of thing so that we are shipping fewer. You mentioned boxes at the trade show. Yeah, yeah. Just, I want to clarify because I saw, I saw the picture. Yeah. It's not a bunch of Amazon boxes. We're no, talking no. about wooden crates. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're like 20 foot tall. So you look at some of them, you're like, does that fit on a plane? That's <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the, that was the mind-blowing thing for me because i've never walked around the back of the convention center before and there's like stacks and stacks of these 10 foot high crates i was just like that is that is so much it's so much money so that's the adoption of this thing is that that is a big old carbon footprint huge and it's logistically very difficult to manage and you go you ship your product there and i've been at events where I've seen very stressed technicians staring at a machine that is not doing what it did before it left to go on <laughs> to get on the plane. <clears throat> and you stood there and you're like, it's not and it can be I don't want to name any names, but I went to one event, big one, and they had a bunch of uh, robotic stuff that sent all this 
blood samples all around the place, right? And it's a huge automation system that they sell. And right in the middle of the automation system was one of the devices did not work. So this big trail of blood moving all over the place and how it was all this big piece of theory. It was like the whole thing failed because one device didn't work. And you sit there and go like, okay, that's how much is hinging on, you know, FedEx caring about your package. So adoption for it is like, can it relieve some headaches by having a backup, which is the virtual version? And can it relieve the biggest headache of all, which is the cost of shipping products isn't going down? We are we have huge amounts of inflation. You know, gas prices are expensive. So if you don't care about the saving the environment bit, I'm sure you will care about saving your budget. Yes. Yeah, and you and I talked before, I was thinking about you know, the path to adoption isn't from necessarily from the top down, those large shows being replacing mm-hmm. um, with virtual demos and going down. But as you've kind of pointed out, smaller shows where everybody's using them and maybe going upward from there. So mm-hmm. lots of small shows where people adopt the idea of, oh, I can get a lot out of a virtual demo. I like yeah. how this works. So eventually people will say you know what that big show we can do something else yeah it doesn't require shipping big stuff yeah and it doesn't look the most of the companies in this space they either sell lots and lots of devices or they sell a few right and there's there's this weird bit in the middle that doesn't really exist sometimes is what i've seen you know you sell eight thousand things or you sell two and i'm sure there's lots of other ones in between right (laughs) but um the for both sides of the business both sides of the industry the thing is relevant because those bigger companies will go to you know thousands of shows in a year globally and some of those are really really small and if we're talking just pre-sales enabling your sales staff with more than a pamphlet or more than a leaflet and giving them something they can take away that's slightly different so one of our customers built a storyline for the event from the storyblock library so they built something that was like this is what we want to talk about this is the story we tell here but then what they also did was they put on a qr code right so you scan the qr code as your customer and what you do is you walk away with a different storyline that's specific for you that's just about the thing that you were talking to them about it's all come from the same place we've just pitched it slightly differently so it's all come from that storyblock library We've just created specific storylines for different environments. And one of those environments is, I need something a little bit better to take away and show it to my boss. And they take, they scan the QR code, they get the de- demo, and it's just for them, it's tailored for them, and they walk away and they show their boss. And it's, it's a path to sales, right? Oh my gosh, something. yeah. So now, yeah, because that guy the alternative he's he walks away with a pdf and he shows yeah. it to his boss and the boss looks at it and yeah it's not but now yeah. the guy's got a tool he's probably guy or woman yeah is excited to say let me show you this thing yeah right? if they- yeah and it's tailored for them it's like okay so you, let's say you go to the, the event and we've got this tailored storyline for the event because we know the event is about x right it's about blood banks or something like that so we're like we're only gonna we're from the story block library, we're going to pull the marketing story blocks to craft that storyline. 
But you know, when a customer goes away, they don't really want the marketing spiel, they want the science. So you have a separate storyline, which is the science, and it goes straight into it. And they scan the QR code or tap their phone on the side of the thing and they go, oh, I've got the demo. I'll go and show it to, you know, the buying committee or whatever. And we'll go straight into the science. This is how this product will help us. And they say, they, they say, let's have a demo. Like sometimes they want a live demo with it anyway. And that's the bit that, like I said, we're not here to replace for it to support. Do a live demo. And then they purchase the machine. And then when they purchase the machine, what they get is an entire training platform which those storylines become training modules that are like this is how you set the machine up this is how you run the cycle this is how you do this and then the last bit is the machine's flashing red it's all on fire you're like the machines we're losing money like all the time and it goes you go onto the virtual demo and go this is what's going wrong you ask it what's going wrong and it says this is the way to fix it but it's all done a really consistent throughput that that person has understood the whole journey and it's cost significantly less than shipping one product to one event <laughs> and you're like yeah. it's not it feels like a no-brainer sometimes an adoption though if you make something that solves a lot of people's problems the people go like i only i only i'm only interested in my specific problems so that's one of the things we've struggled with is that we solve many problems and we went we need to focus this a little bit more and go we're here to solve the industry's issue with shipping. It costs too much money. Yeah. Nice. Stuart Warrington, this has been a blast. I, I think people are going to get a lot out of it. Just Good. in the idea of just the concept of nothing else, of telling that story consistently through their whole process yeah. and figuring out how to do that and give customers that kind of experience. Obviously, you've got a great solution there. But um, No, cheers yeah, for the opportunity, so Chris, as well. Man, it's good to try and, like, we've been sat in the background for a while developing this thing and building it and trying to make sure it ticks off boxes. But like I said, as a filmmaker, it was really important that the core of it was your machine has to tell lots of different stories, so we need to give you the ability to tell those stories. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you so much. Cheers, man. Hey, if you're still listening, that tells me you enjoyed the podcast. But don't tell me. Tell your friends, and I'll be back soon with another episode. Okay, you can tell me too. Send an email, chris at lifesciencemarketingradio.com. Bye-bye.